0: Hi and welcome to Union Matters, the NSGU podcast. My name is Mary and I'm going to be your host for today. I'm a member of Local 43, which represents the Lab Workers of Canadian Blood Services. I'm really excited to be at the NSGU building here in Burnside, where I will be participating in the NSGU Women's Conference. I've been a member for 15 years and I've been wanting to come to one of these women's conferences for pretty much the whole time, but I, for one reason or another, haven't been able to do it. Um, And I really wanted to share with our members sort of what goes on at the women's conference. So I have (laughs) grabbed uh, Sandra Mullen, who is the first VP of NSGU and one of the organizers uh, to join me and talk about it. Thanks for joining us, Sandra. You're welcome, Mary. (laughs) I know you're super busy, so I really do appreciate it. So do you want to tell us a little bit about what the Women's Conference is?
1: Sure. The Women's Issues Committee, um, which is just that, we plan a conference, usually in an off year from convention. So of course, our convention is coming up next year. The mandate of the committee is to host annual workshops. Um, We will be revisiting those terms of reference, but we have in the past hosted a workshop. Last year was on women in political roles in the legislature uh, running for political office. We did some workshops with communications, took a tour of the legislature just to make our members, our female members aware of what's out there for them. Yeah,
0: we have a lot of female members. I think people don't necessarily realize NSGU, it's something like 75% of our members are women.
1: Yeah, exactly. So of course, the Women's Issues Committee, which is like our provincial committees, one representative from each region, a chairperson who is a board member, and I'm the executive liaison. So this year, we in planning our conference just due to a number of issues as to what time of year it would happen it is this today and tomorrow there are many issues that pertain to all females or Or people people who are transgendering you know so it's not just women's issues this was the first invitation we put out that did not specify only women need apply Mm -hmm. however we did not get any other applicants we would have certainly taken some uh, so we are going to be talking about things that pertain to all our members. Um, the theme of this year's conference is empowering women to empower all, because you empower the women of the union, which are seventy-three percent of the union. They take that back; they they're going to take this information back to their locals, to their community, and we hope that that that's how we build a stronger membership and and have the women be courageous to get involved. And we have some first-time people coming. Um, we have people who have been, like yourself, Mary, involved in a lot of things, but not having been to our Women's Issues Conference. So we're looking very forward to the participants who are coming, and we hope that not only are we going to give them information and and they're going to, to hear what we are presenting, but we need them to participate, and they empower the people at the table.
0: Yeah, and that's actually one of the things I really love about NSGEU is it is so participatory, and I find that pretty much any event I come to I'm asked for feedback and what did I like about the conference and or the educational thing and it's it's I'm actually taking part and I feel that my voice is very important. And that's, um, yeah, I I feel that it, it really is something that NSGU does well is listening to all of our members and giving us a voice and the fact that each of our members
1: their voice counts. It, it really does. And we, you will see from the group, um, the, there are people who have probably never attended a union function. There are people who have been here before, but they're contributing to something. Um, we're pulling together panels of people who are going to be in the audience. We want the people at the tables to ask questions of the panelists that we do have. And who are the panelists that you have? Our first session this afternoon that we're looking very forward to is about uh, women that make a difference. So as most women do make a difference in their in their lives of their loved ones, um, there's what do you do in your family, your community, and in your union. So we have, first up, we have Tammy Martin, the NDP MLA for Cape Breton, eager to come and share her story. Uh, we have... Sandra Margetti, who is a well-known active former school board member, Mm -hmm. and that was only due to the fact that Stephen McNeil decided we didn't need school boards anymore. Which was a horrible blow to women in
0: politics because it was the one level of elected officials where women were actually in the majority, and a lot of women... I also think a lot of women get their start in politics through union activism, um, running for elected positions. But also the school board was the way a lot of women got involved in local politics and moved on. And I really do feel that... By eliminating the school boards, it was such a blow to women in politics.
1: Well, Sandra has been a school board member for 20 years, elected by her community. Um, so she's well known in that community. She represents persons of color. Um, she also happens to be well known to the executive of NSGEU. And uh, her son happens to be Jason McLean. <laughs> yeah. So we're eager to speak with her. Um, I'm not sure that we'll record all the answers that she gives us. And I think Mr. McLean's a little nervous. <laughs>
0: well, Well, obviously she is perfect for the role of, you know, how do women empower people because she obviously did a pretty good job of empowering her son to get involved and run. Otherwise, he wouldn't, probably without her, I think he'd probably agree that he would not be the
1: president of NSGU right now. He says the very same thing, and I think uh, in his welcome message, you'll, you'll hear that. <laughs> um, I like to say there's two Sandras in his life, and and she's first. <laughs> yeah. uh, the last person we have on our committee fortunately was able to arrive by plane late last night is Jacqueline Swain. Jackie is president of SEIU here in Nova Scotia, and She is on the Nova Scotia Federation of Labor And chair of the Women's Committee for the Federation of Labor. So of course, um, the Federation of Labor here in Nova Scotia represents the 90,000 unionized workers. And that committee will be attending our conference as well. And so Jackie will be sitting on that panel as, again, somebody who works and participates fully in her union activities.
0: Oh, absolutely. So I've met Jackie on many occasions, and she is absolutely a fierce leader, which I think is one of the things that, um, I really love about the union movement is that there are so many strong, powerful female voices. I know it's one of the things that got me more involved in union activity are people like, I, I mean, I remember going to my first convention and meeting Margaret Ann McHugh, who has just recently retired. She was the education person here at NSGU. And she just was like, okay, you're coming and you're getting involved and you're getting active." and I've heard so many stories from really friends who I've made within the union and and it really is a sisterhood um people who have made these lifelong bonds where you know with women who you maybe wouldn't have met normally in your day-to-day life you have really not a whole lot in common other than your passion for you know union activism and just you click and these bonds are made and it's it's an amazing thing to see and how many you know, of these women are helping lift each other up. Mm -hmm. And I really appreciate that about you as well, because I think it's something you seem very passionate about. And I know I've certainly felt very supported by
1: you. Well, thank you. But I certainly remember my first women's conference that I attended. And it was one of the very first things that I participated in. And I came home totally... Just amazed and and empowered that all of these women shared their stories and that in this day and age, and and I'm I'm talking maybe it was 12, 14 years ago, that there were women out there who had never been away overnight from their children, and the children were 14. And I, I just walked away from that thinking that the scope of who we represent is not what I thought or not what I lived. And I continue to believe that there is that in, in our membership, and so that we have to start at very grassroots level to make people feel welcome. And if you feel welcome, you're more likely to come. If you feel welcome, you're more likely to attend a local meeting. There are many people who have no idea what their local number is, but some in, invitation spark their interest, so they apply, and it's not to be condoned, but it's about making people feel comfortable to to want to participate, to go back to their locals, and so that's where I saw it at that very first women's conference I attended, so I was really happy to then become a member of the Women's Issues Committee and to bring that back to the table, because we all think that we're making progress, but there's still that situation out there where people are are at a grassroots level very, very early.
0: Oh, absolutely. And I think there are a lot of barriers that sometimes we don't even think of that keep people away, and often women away, things that I, th- I think we need to do a better job, too, of educating our members on what's available. So the fact that there actually you can claim child care and elder care, I think that really needs to get out there. So if you're attending um, your local meeting and it's in the evening and it's when you would you know, you normally would be at home with your kids. It, it's not for when you would normally be at work because obviously you normally have to get childcare, but, and it's also for elder care as well, because let's face it, a lot of people and a lot of women are, you know, they're taking care of both their kids and their parents um, or their kids have gone and now they've have their parents living with them. I know I actually had, uh, my grandmother as my tenant for a while um but having that in place and having being able you know you can say well we have this childcare form that you can fill out and you can get reimbursed for some of those expenses but if you don't know that that's in the place it's a barrier to you showing up so i think that's one of the things that hopefully like today on this podcast we can share that and i think that's some of the stuff that you're doing with the women's issues committee too isn't it to look at what those barriers are keeping women away
1: Oh, absolutely. And that's why I say that the members that are attending are going to be important in empowering the sisters they sit with. Because you may be coming to the table as a a newbie and you are going to be sitting with somebody who maybe has been involved for 25 years. We did try to mix up that level so that people empower each other. And we don't always hear the question that somebody might have at a table. So somebody else can answer that, and exactly on child care and elder care. It's a very, very much a barrier to most people. Um, let's face it, wages have not grown like they should, so you don't have all that extra money to, to pay on things so you can attend something. It's always been the union's point to make sure that people don't go out of pocket. So I I realized that when I attended that first conference and how everything was provided or it, it was all looked after. And it was just such a wonderful way to experience the sisterhood of the union. And so we're going to be doing a little bit of that. We're going to share in some information, provide a whole lot of information. We have um, some things that we often take for granted that we've known about for years that we're bringing back, some of the presenters. Today will be a lot about what is out there for our membership and everything from the cancer Nova Scotia people um, we have somebody coming from feed Nova Scotia to launch a new campaign um, so we're, I, I don't want to spoil it for you Mary and give you the <laughs> whole um, you know agenda but it's today is going to be a really good day uh, we have Susan LeBlanc, who is a young new elect newly elected MLA here in Dartmouth she represents our region uh, I know, and I, actually know. <laughs> I know Susan well she uh, she's definitely a, a good friend to NSGE Women's Committee, she's um, and just a great speaker on how do you be a young woman of young children in an elected role.
0: Oh, I know, because it's got to be so hard, Um, and that's one of the exciting things when I actually look at um, the provincial government right now that we actually have a few MLAs who are younger women who have young children and the
1: fact that they're doing it. Um, she is our guest speaker this evening, and uh, she's she's really looking forward to it. And I, I know the women are thoroughly going to enjoy her, her talk tonight. Um, she just, one of the tips she gave us some time ago was about in the campaigning day, and she realized they offered her a clothing allowance because, and that's some kind of policy, but... We don't always have that normal wardrobe that maybe they expect as a campaigning member for a party or whatever. So little things like that that she gave us that we would have never have known. So uh, we're really looking forward to her talk tonight.
0: Oh, that's awesome. I'm super excited about it as well. Um, Yeah, she's a very engaging speaker. So for those of uh, our members who maybe didn't know about the women's conference i'm assuming there's probably going to be again one again in the future Um, that's open to any of our members, isn't it? So anybody can apply from across the province. It's not just for people here. I I know sometimes people think of the NSGU as the building in Burnside, but really we have members from right across the province. And I don't know if people realize, but
1: you're you're not local to Halifax, Dartmouth, are you? No, that's correct. I live in Weymouth about uh, almost three hours outside of Metro. But yes, the conference is we try to have it in the year the off year from convention now of course a few years ago we changed to a triannual convention so it is a bit challenging and we need to revisit how we do that conference itself how can we budget for better workshops it may not be a full blown conference but can we host a workshop so we we do a lot of things and we do offer that conference call goes out to the whole membership. Um, So certainly it goes out to our activists and presidents from all the locals should get that information. We, because of budgetary limitations, you know, we could only accept 40 members um, out of probably 4,000 real big activists, 30,000 membership And we, how do you get new activists? You know, we need to reel them. I like to say it's like a fishing trip. We're going (laughs) to reel them in, get them comfortable coming to something, and get them comfortable and meeting other people. And these are the people who then go back to their locals, perhaps step up to more active role in the executives, and get involved. No,
0: I would love, I think it's so, I'm actually the local, the president of my local, and it can absolutely be a struggle sometimes to try to get more people to join the executive or get involved. On There's so many different opportunities out there for people to get involved in the NSGU. And I think it's something that I think we all sort of struggle with sometimes is, how do we engage our members to get them out and to get involved? Because I can pretty much guarantee that if you go up to, if you go to your local meeting and you've never been, or you go up, or you, maybe you do regularly go to your local meeting and that's you know what, that's fantastic. I would be happy to have my members come to every meeting so I can hear what's going on and what their concerns are. But if you, I can pretty much guarantee if you go up to your local executive and say, hey, I wanna get involved or I wanna know what is going on in the NSGU, they are going to be absolutely thrilled. And they're going to go, okay, I've got one. And it really is like, okay, I've got them. Let's get them involved and
1: pull them along. It it is really wonderful to see people come in at the start of the conference and go out the door tomorrow afternoon with a revitalized energy and the want to participate or... The other side of what we're doing on Sunday, Mary, is an education side. So it's going to be focused far more on the NSGEU side. We are going to have a panel with some very um, important women in our union. Um, I'd like to say the top female in the union right now is Robin McLean, our executive director. And we we will have a panel with staff tomorrow morning. We also are going to end off on showing women and the participants of this conference how to make change in their union, and that's how to write a resolution. And it's timely because we're coming up to deadlines. January starts our big countdown to convention. Quite frankly, we're on it right now. But teaching people how to write a proper resolution will allow change to to get made, act, convention. And so I think the timing of our conference is perfect. We are going to not only empower people to be involved, but we're going to educate them on how to make that change. So that's that's what we are doing tomorrow. Um, a couple other little things, of course, but um, I think it's timely.
0: No, and I think that's wonderful. Um, so for Those of our members who are listening, I mean, a lot of people don't even necessarily realize that at convention, any of the locals can write a resolution. If there's something you really feel strongly about, either something that is impacting your local or you want to see a change in the direction of the NSGEU, you can write a resolution. Um, there are very strict timelines that you do have to follow. You have to get them
1: in. I think it's by
0: February is it to I, I, it's I believe a, it's early March but, um, we, but from you, the locals but yeah. they have
1: to be approved and signed off at the local
0: Yeah so but basically you can write a resolution so I'm thinking of submitting one from my local and So I can take that time, sit down with my local members, write this resolution, and submit it. And if it's done correctly, then it will go to convention where representatives from all locals across the province can actually debate and then vote on your resolution. And if the membership... Agrees, then that gets passed, and that is one way that you can absolutely have a direct impact on how the next three years play out for the NSGU, and it's 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 really an inspiring thing for. Nobody, for anybody who's never been to convention, um, I remember my first convention, I was just blown away. I know sometimes people find it a little boring. Me, I'm, I'm just like a political junkie. So having people debate these resolutions on the floor, I, I got so excited and so pumped up. Um, just seeing how an individual member of such a large organization can have a, such a direct impact on how this organization works. I mean that the, really the power is, the people have the power. And we are such a democratically run organization. So it's it's an amazing thing to see. And I think that's great that you're empowering our members
1: to do that. Well, I hope to see some of our women, if they don't stand up and and present resolutions, uh, but they will speak to them. And, and having that knowledge about the proper way to write a resolution is going to definitely help. And I think there is going to be a, conf- a town hall with all the local presidents in early January to review all the timelines that are required mm-hmm. as we approach those that countdown to convention. So we really, again, just like you said about the convention is what sets the terms for the next three years, it is an awe-inspiring event if you've never been. So what you can do is you're going to want
0: to go to your local meetings. There's going to be a, you'll have a local meeting before uh, convention. There's so the, I'm the president of my local. So I will set a, I will set a meeting where we will elect members from our local to go to convention. Every local um, is entitled to representation at the convention. So Really, if it's something that interests you, Go to your local meeting, and you can actually run and get elected to go to convention, and that's where you can see all this take place.
1: the uh, The delegate count will be going out to the locals in the in the very near future, and so all the delegates from all the locals will be joining us uh, May 11th, but or May 8th. I'm sorry, in uh, in Halifax, but I'm sure that there will be many podcasts between now and then <laughs> that will, will speak to convention.
0: Oh, absolutely, and I think we're actually have plans to do some podcasting at conventions so you never know I you know uh, some of us you may end up on here
1: (laughs) well that's right we look forward to hearing from the members who attend convention and I hope that you will be able to uh, speak to some women participating in the conference this weekend
0: so thanks for taking the time to speak to me and uh, I I really want to do want to thank you you've been listening to Union Matters NSGU's podcast series We hope you've enjoyed it. Please don't forget to subscribe. And if you have any ideas, comments, or questions, let us know by sending us an email to communications at nsgeu.ca or call us toll-free at 1-877-556-7438. Or you can join our NSGEU Facebook page and post comments there. See you soon.